0: signs of the southland sunday october 17th 2021 mr grant favorite sports theme on
1: tv without a doubt uh cbs march madness i don't think it's anywhere particularly close and i hope with the women uh who are we gonna keep going Yes. Wow. Okay. We're not going to turn off the washer dryer. Got it. Um, with the women being able to use March Madness theme, our uh, name. Hopefully, they can use the theme as well because I think that thing uh, slaps and it is the perfect score for you know the excitement of college basketball.
0: Yeah, but I, I think I'll note the one logistical problem with that is that CBS probably owns the theme. Oh yeah. So it's not that. it's not the NCAA that owns the theme. So because the tournament is produced by ESPN, you might run into an issue. Um, I will throw my hat in the ring for a couple themes here. Uh, the new MLS one, which is fire, and I listen to it casually.
1: I'm not ashamed of that. Um,
0: crap, what's the other? Oh, the SEC on CBS
1: one. Oh, that's going to be a travesty when that one does go to, to ESPN in a couple years. I mean, um,
0: I, I don't... If the SEC was smart, they would have produced that that theme music and then licensed it to CBS. However, they're probably not smart. <laughs> I do not think the SEC in 1996 was that forward thinking when they signed that
1: deal. I will throw uh one other a bone and that being um as a kid I really did like the uh the baseball tonight theme and uh and I don't know, the the old the old college football on ESPN really I think fit a lot better than the college football playoff music. Are but, you, are you uh, telling me you don't like electric guitars? Uh, maybe. Um, but I, I think the, the college football playoff is just too too slow and meandering. When uh do, you know, do, do, to, do, 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 yeah. do, 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 do. Yeah, like that's all they got. And then it just kind of like plods along. But, uh, you know. We're, uh, we could debate this, honestly, probably longer than, than we podcast for. I mean, we've been listening to sports themes for the better part of an hour. Yeah, that's true. God, we need more things to do with our
0: lives. Let's start this week's review, recap, show of Georgia Tech sports with cross-country.
1: Yeah. Um, tech uh, headed up to visit Penn State, uh, and the women finished second at the Penn State National Open, um, and the men finished fourth. Uh, Nicole Fegans, uh did win the race uh, with a time of twenty forty one point nine. Uh, James Craigan finished fourth uh, with a twenty five thirty five. Among the men, um, the women notably finished immediately behind a top ten Michigan team. It's almost like they're also good voters. Hello, this is for you. Um, and then they were ahead of Penn State and Syracuse, who are both receiving votes, uh, the men also finished ahead of Syracuse, who's right, number 27, but finished seventh in, I believe, a 10-team field. So, not sure what's up with that. Maybe they didn't bring the whole team, I don't know. Uh, this is a sport in particular where uh, those lineup changes really do have pretty big aftershocks. But if they did, in fact, cleanly swamp uh, number 27 Syracuse, then, you know, that's, that's delightful. Um, but the women looked, uh, very good. Uh, the results came back well, and uh, yeah, they, they haven't had a poll in, in two weeks for cross-country, but I think there's one on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, so look out for that.
0: <clears throat> two notes. Uh, one, I've noticed you're using the uh, the phrase thwomp a lot after listening to a certain full-cast episode. Yes. Um, interesting. Uh, number two, uh, ramblinrec.com, our, our good friends at ramblinrec.com, posted the headline as Tech women finish second, men finish fourth at Penn, which might lead you to think this was about Penn Relays. Sadly, reader, or listener in this case, it was the Penn State National Open.
1: That is uh, two different sports, two different times of year. Uh, My theory is they didn't have enough characters for the full name, because Penn State National Open is very wordy. but... uh, Could have done, like, P-S-N-O. That's not anything salacious. I think we're really being pedantic here, but uh, that's what podcast is for. So,
0: Podcasting is a pedantic medium. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Uh, women's Tennis ITA Regionals. Tech put up uh, a couple singles participants and one doubles pairing into the round of 16. So uh, pretty good for
1: a team that's rebuilding after losing two of its senior stars. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, not, not much to complain about here. Um competitive matches too uh particularly uh kylie blanchev who is a or maybe it's black F, i don't really know i should figure that one we out we need to find a media guide that has a pronunciation guide yes bless, bless media guides i love when those are up to date and very detailed because that makes our jobs easier but um yeah uh blanchev did oh that's gonna get real old real fast but um You know, I don't plan things well, that's as we've fair. discussed. Um I'm glad took a top fifteen UGA player into uh three sets. Uh won six two and then lost six four. That's tight, that's one break. Um, and you know, to turn around and then have to pick yourself back up against a top twenty, top fifteen player. That's uh I think the six one makes a lot of sense. It was a tough fought match clearly, and uh seems to be that uh the eyes can get pointed towards Kylie, so hopefully she can uh keep it up. But uh Ava Rostar also in the round of sixteen uh played a tight match with uh, Emma Shelton of South Carolina. Actually, with how much we played South Carolina, it's I think that name's pretty familiar, which is odd. Uh and then the two Miami, uh two Miami players that knocked off uh Rostar and Playchev. Um yeah, that's uh pretty pretty similar. That went eight six, so not not bad for tech. Um, but probably a tough weekend. I mean, you know, can't be a can't be a Sweet 16 team every year, Final Four team every year. So, gotta start somewhere, and that's uh, mm-hmm. a pretty solid start, I'd say. Uh, one note,
0: one programming note. He called Jake called South Carolina USC in the shot sheet here as he turns around to watch uh, the WNBA Finals. Uh, uh, excuse me, that is South Carolina as in S C A R, not USC. And even, that's not even their official abbreviation. Their official abbreviation is U of SC.
1: Ugh. You know what? This, this is two uh, bits in a row that you've been pedantic and that I've been also similarly pedantic. And I'm excited to see how we can continue the pedantry into men's tennis. Men's Tennis
0: Commodore Invitational. All of Tech's doubles pairings won an advance.
1: Tell me how far they went, sir. That uh, would be delightful if I actually remembered to type the results into the sheet. Incredible. uh, Tennis did go deep. Um, That was... Uh, kind of a, a, a highlight of last year I would say but uh, Martin and McDaniel as we talked about last week are a top 10 doubles team uh, they were able to defeat a pair from Memphis 8-5 to five. Uh, Chopper and Dong teamed up yet again again beat a Memphis team and then uh, McKinney and the freshman uh, Angel Guerrero Melgar uh, also beat Memphis so the theme of the last day of the Commodore invite um, is uh, beating Memphis uh, it's, it's pairs of competition if you uh, missed out on that. They will play today, Sunday, uh, against UNC, and we have not seen any results on that yet. So uh, exciting to beat Memphis. Uh, we'll see what happens against the Tar Heels. Uh, and in terms of singles, went two, four, six with McDaniel, uh, Chopra, McKinney, and Martin taking losses, while the freshmen Angel Guerrero Melgar and uh, Shandong uh, both won. Won their single sets. So so good day on the double side, and uh, we'll, we'll see how that translates against Tar Heels. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I have really nothing to add. There
0: wasn't really anything to be pedantic about here. Uh, moving on to Softball, uh, who's starting to get their preseason going. They faced off against UNG today. I think you mentioned when, they, when you had walked by, they were up. Uh,
1: 6-1 in the sixth inning on UNG? It was 6 nothing in the sixth inning on UNG, but it looks like they had runners on as I left, so I'm not really sure how that one resolved. Um, scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, they haven't posted anything since uh, this morning, so. Woof. Not, uh, not too much to keep in tune with their uh, very interesting softball, kind of at the early edge of their you know fall exhibition slate while other ACC teams a little bit further north I'm assuming weather is a is a motivating factor here. Are already done with theirs so uh you know we won't see Louisville but uh Georgia Tech will have a couple more games uh if you want to see them um you born Field low key was packed today. Maybe that's like parents recruiting weekend UNG being close and their parents taking advantage of them playing Tech who who knows on that but uh definitely Definitely was good to see that full. So, you know.
0: Absolutely. I mean, after a season in which they were at half attendance at best. Oh or yeah. enforced half attendance. I mean, that's it's good to see that place back up and back up and running again.
1: Yeah. Um, that's all I got on all I got on softball. I mean the the hitting looked good in a couple innings I thought uh, I saw. And then I had to go on to volleyball, which we can talk about in a second.
0: Yeah, we just have two more sports to get to before we get to the volleyball news. Baseball's up next. Baseball added five transfers to their roster as the buzzer on my dryer goes off again and I talk right through it. Uh, Let's name them off. Uh, Tim Borden comes in from Louisville. Uh, He's an infielder sophomore. Uh, Cole McNamee uh, of Milton, Georgia, comes in from Wake Forest. He's a senior getting his master's degree. Um, Brandon Prince, another infielder from Carrollton, Georgia, coming in from Georgia Highlands College. Uh, Jack Rubenstein uh, is a senior catcher from Pace Academy, coming in from Emory. Uh, Brandon Prince, who I didn't mention, is an infielder. Uh, and Chandler Simpson, sophomore infielder, from, uh, is from East Point, Georgia, in St. Pius X, uh, and is coming in from UAB. I think the, the guy that we want to focus on in this in this set is really is really Mr. Simpson here that I n- named off last. Uh <laughs> Mr. Simpson. Mr. Simpson, Chandler Homer Simpson, uh as we might like to call him if he starts hitting Homers. But he's mainly known for his base daily. Yeah, he
1: uh was all over the bases yesterday too. I am pulling up the box score so I get right. Uh but he was in the game. Uh, he started. He was a in the game.
0: In- incredible analysis. No he was in the game. No
1: kidding. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty sure he stole two bases, but I'm still scrolling in box score. Yeah, he did steal two bases. And considering we stole like six all of last year, uh, it's good to have some chaos on the base pads. Uh, and, you know, plugging up the, uh, the middle for Tech. I know uh, as he was a... Uh, freshman star in Conference USA. It will be good if he's getting on base a lot. He did bat in the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 hole. Hmm. Uh, they may have... Did they, they didn't DH him. Did they bat 10? They had a DH. Chandler Simpson's at short. Right field, second base. Another DH. Fall ball oh. is so broken. Two, 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 two DHs. Yeah, no, we had a couple innings that got cut off uh, with only one out on the board and things like that so situational hitting except to completely simulated situations. yeah so don't write too much into the fact that we only won by four uh they played 14 innings um i i swear it was 14 but the box score only goes up to 12 and i was definitely there past the end of the 12. Uh, it says predetermined 12 innings so i think i think georgia tech is gaslit you here maybe i did the number of outs going weird. I, it, I almost got my head taken off by a foul ball. It was it was wild. But uh, gorgeous day for baseball. One of the windier days I've seen on the flats. Um, yeah, the, yesterday was weird. It, it was it was it was. Even driving on the highway, you felt like you were getting blown yeah. over. Um, definitely uh, things to note: uh, pitching uh, Marquise Grissom through two scoreless uh, frames to start. He gave up two hits. Um, one walk, Zach Maxwell, uh no hits. Uh six strikeouts in two innings pitched with two walks. Um Is he back to being the big hunk of sugar? Uh well apparently my sources say he had quite good command and was still hitting a hundred. So uh you know, uh twenty seven strikeout game. Let's let's go, Zach. Um the the perfect li- the softball style perfect game. Um let's see uh Huff He gave up three in two innings of work. Cole, uh, sorry, not Cole. I always say Cole sometimes with court-roading. But Court uh, came in, pitched two hitless innings uh, with two strikeouts. Great to see. I'm not just going to keep reading off the pitching box. He really wants to, though. But, um, but yeah, those were your uh, your four uh, pitchers who took the brunt of the load. It is worth noting also with the plate that uh, home runs, um, Jenkins... Two home runs, so power, uh, power battery still bad. there. That uh, that chunk of the lineup, that's uh, Parada, Jenkins, Compton, Reed. Whoa, that's Whew. that's terrifying. I'm I'm gonna get spoiled on, on that, but uh, and yeah, you know, Colin Hall, the uh, the Kenny Pickett of ACC baseball, uh, he started in center. So that's that's about what I got. I respect Colin Hall, but how does that dude do not run out of eligibility I thought, yet? I thought he got to Tech before I did, and I just spent five years there, so...
0: I think he did. I'm, I'm going to have to look that up at some point. Uh, m- one more note on baseball. There is a... <laughs> I cannot believe I'm saying this, but there is a guy whose name sounds very, uh, very conspicuously like Adam Vinatieri, but adjusted a little bit. Uh, on this
1: roster? Aiden with two E's. That's an that's Aiden, a good
0: one. Aiden Finitieri. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. I don't have any, like, actual analysis as the buzzer goes off
1: again, but, like, it, it's funny. He pitched I, a scoreless frame. Not bad. One strikeout. Uh, faced three batters. Pitched seven pitches. That's pretty efficient. Good job, Aiden.
0: He's going to be clutched just like his namesake, apparently. Okay. Or his... Phone namesake.
1: I don't know. I'm, Doppelganger? I've, I've spent maybe? too long on this yeah, joke. We were really killing that. Uh, it is worth stating that uh, Tech's next preseason game. Uh, oh, I'm which, getting that before you. It's at, it's,
0: they're hosting UAB, the
1: former home of Chandler Simpson, uh, on the 23rd. So that's this coming Saturday. Is that a sorry for stealing your uh, all star uh, middle infielder? Please come to a fall ball game at our park kind of Sure, but high. I don't know if fall ball games are by games. I don't think they're buy games, but um, I just thought it's funny also, the uniform matchup on uh Saturday was outstanding. this the- is an interesting i i mean
0: at least they're like spicing it up a little bit so podcasting visual medium um this tech went what looks to be white navy white uh going from helmet down to the pants uh, and who they played,
1: Troy went. Red, red, gray. Maroon, maroon, gray. It uh, and looks tech like red. was uh, navy hats, so did change up between the helmets and the and the hats, but they look fantastic. The stadium looks awesome. Um, if you did not get a chance to see a game last year, which many people did not, um, which is a shame because they did win the coastal. Um, but uh, you know, this the, the team looked good. They probably would have scored a lot more runs with normal rules and given up less with you know normal rules. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I uh, I'm very excited. February is going to be a a long time away, and we'll we'll get some basketball in the meantime. Man, you, you can't wish time away, but I I am excited for 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 baseball season. So speaking of basketball, media days
0: for both the men's and women's teams were this past week. Um, I don't know. I
1: don't think we really learned anything from media days. All all I learned is that. I love this team, both of them, uh, the men's and women's teams, and I've missed them. Um, It's great to hear uh, DeVoe and Usher talking about expectations and wanting to win another ACC title, which, you know, I would like that, too. Um, I, too, would like that, however. (laughs) um, I don't think we can really say much about the not-so-secret scrimmage against Alabama, who was a, you know, top-10 team, and uh, given that it looks like DeVoe only played 13 minutes, so I'm not writing... Anything into that really either. Just, you know, get out there, play some ball. Um I don't get this yeah. trend of like hiding those scrimmages. Honestly, I learned more about Overtime Elite this week than I did about men's and women's basketball, and that's just from going to the Chick-fil-A in my building, so uh <laughs> um, I, I don't like this I, I I don't know. Like if
0: it's if you're gonna play scrimmages during the fall, just announce them. Like I would have gone and watched it. I don't see a problem with it. I don't know if it was home or away
1: really but I like
0: the but, but the point stands right like i would have gone and probably just killed a couple hours if it was last weekend
1: yep well we don't have to wait too much longer before they're in action i believe veterans day is their first game or maybe that's the women's um well they it's approximately the same time we'll,
0: yep. we'll do a mini preview at some point it's,
1: it's yeah. soon it's um soon. that will probably be coming sometime after homecoming so keep a look out for that the one last news related blurb that we did have was swim and dive uh pre-season coaches poll the men were ranked 19th the women were not ranked um the men finished 21st at ncaa's last year uh every one of note returns plus you know uh, it's another year adding another turkish stud so should be should be good a turkish stud whose name you can't pronounce I feel like. Despite practicing it, I feel like it's tradition that we're just ranked 19th to start the year every year. Because if I recall correctly, we were last year and I think the year before that. But, eh. I mean, if if you're
0: ranked 19th and then you finish like plus or minus two of that spot, I think they ranked you properly.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, And we'll have to boot up the cap once a couple more results get in. Because I'm pretty sure those results are super duper meaningless right now. So. Um, Got to so. do some predictive analysis. Yay, except without diving. If anybody knows where to get diving results, please like email from the rumble seat at com because there is no master repository that I can find. USA, di- You'd think USA Diving would have some of these things. Alas. Yeah, maybe we just haven't looked hard enough. Sometimes that's the answer too. I mean, I just found out Massey ranks non-football and basketball sports right now and literally that guy ranks... Everything, but it's it, it, everything. this is a sidebar mass.
0: The reason why Massey can rank everything is because his formula, as the buzzer goes off again, man, I'm gonna have to fix that. Yeah, um, the reason why Massey is able to rank everything is because his formula is just based on scores. Yeah, the whole thing is is a descriptive model, it's not particularly predictive of success.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's fair. The volleyballs, it's also not well meant
0: to be predictive of success, to be yeah. fair. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's somewhat like, you know, gotta deal with intent and things like that. But um, Massey, keep an eye on that. Uh I will be debuting my composite of uh every ranking I can find on every sport except some of the weirder football and, and basketball type ones 'cause This they, is a Matrix slander, by the way. They they have they have enough that there's like there's there's too many. It, it it weighs it too hard in favor of football. But anyways, um keep an eye out on that. I will be Trying to make some pretty graphs for that and put that in uh, Yellow Jacket Roundup so we can judge the department as a whole. Analytics, as they say. I kind of made all of it up, but we'll see if it actually kind of makes sense. All um, of math is made up. All of language is made up. Why Why uh, differentiate? Yeah. Why discriminate? Once had a uh, math professor told me he was bad at numbers, so go figure.
0: <sighs>
1: anyway, moving on to people who are good with numbers.
0: The women's volleyball team at Georgia Tech is very good at numbers as they have climbed to number 16 in the Coaches poll and swept their last two opponents 3-0. Tell me, tell me, Mr. Grant, how those things went.
1: I think it's probably for the best that the coaches did not immediately overreact and put this team in the top 10. I, think, I think incremental improvement is... Boo. Is reasonable, and the fact that it gives us a nice little segment between the coaches, uh, Massey and RPI, all of which are unique and special in their own ways, um, gives us a nice little portfolio. Um, but uh, RPI top 10 team, uh, Georgia Tech rolled into Clemson. Um, honestly, I was busy on Wednesday with work and uh, life stuff and did not get a chance to watch, but they did sweep. Uh, actually, I don't know if you have any more. Thoughts on that, but um, today uh, I did get to watch, I was at the game, um, and it was another 3-0 sweep against Duke. Um, I say this with all love, Duke is a team we needed to beat, and so is Clemson, and we beat both of them. Um, Tech did make, uh, you know, it it wasn't their most, like, dominant affair, but the fact that they held Duke to 16-10 and 16, that's pretty dominant, I'll take it. you're gonna have errors that comes in a match no matter what, they were making excellent plays. Um, I think they've been working on the back row hits because saw a lot of good uh, Bergman and Brembia out of the back row. Um, Aaron Moss played well, Breland Morissette. Uh, Pimentel was in as the specialist. Um, I guess McKissick played the entire game in the middle. And uh, and yeah, it really was a lot of the, the usual stuff from the same suspects. I, I wish I had more to say, but they they played a pretty tight ship. Um uh, they made plays when they needed to, never really let Duke get more than a couple points ahead and, and when they did and settled into a set, uh tech was able to put a a nice amount of cushion between them and, and the blue devils and make it quick work. Honestly, I think I was out of there in an hour and a half. So Wow, it's like a triple option game all over again. Yeah, well. It's uh it was it was decisive and effective and efficient and uh yeah, and it was packed. Uh, I think that's the fourth straight sellout for, for O'Keefe, which, you know, I mean, these days it seats 1,200 people, and that means almost 5,000 uh, screaming fans have gotten to see uh, Georgia Tech play volleyball in the last uh, three or so weeks. So that's uh, excellent, and we here at this here podcast love to see it. So, And we're still working on the volleyball analytics. Still working. <laughs> still working,
0: I say. But it... I, I don't know. It, it, it's been a really good shift, but for me, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to sort of rain on the parade. But the Notre Dame loss still sort of sticks in my craw, right? Considering where that Notre Dame team was, and I know record isn't everything. It's not necessarily predictive. Yada yada yada. Especially considering that Notre Dame team was started out ranked in the top, or, or was started out as a preseason number four. Uh, in the ACC, it, it still sticks in my craw as a missed opportunity. Even if you were going to drop that game versus Louisville, being able to adjust to a team that you were on effectively equal, equal or better talent footing than, mm. and and take that game back would have been good to see. I, I'm not going to complain about the other results, but it's it's certainly a data point in my head that when you're faced up against teams of equal or better competition, you need to be able to seal those games. They did it versus Pitt, so I'm not gonna complain at the end of the day, but but it's something to consider at least.
1: I will add that since uh, the Georgia Tech uh, team took a 2-0 lead on Notre Dame, Notre Dame had won 12 straight sets, climbed into the top 50 in the Massey rankings, um, for losing at Wake Forest this week, ugly. which is not a great loss to take, but um, does
0: it have the composite score on there, like uh, the,
1: the the line score, like what each set score? Oh, of the Wake Forest Notre Dame game, not I don't think it has it on
0: Messi. because um, because that yeah. is that
1: they got swept by Wake Forest. That's what that's what we're opining about I here. That be. is ugly. But well, the, the fact is, Notre Dame is now seven and ten, spitting different. Eight Sorry. Seven and, and ten. Ten. No, Seven and ten. No, eight and ten. They, they oh, they won up. a day? Yeah, they no uh, day. Okay. Yeah, well, eight and ten, that's making up quite a lot of ground in the last couple of days, so I'm not going to... You know, every team loses a game or two that you're like, what? Like, you, you can't really expect to roll through a volleyball season undefeated or unchallenged or have no adversity whatsoever, and, you know, if we got to take our lumps there, then we got to take our lumps there. I hate Notre Dame as, as much as the next guy, but... Uh, from what they've done since then it's been i mean obviously you'd love to to win against louisville but you know you lose a set 36 34 to go down 2-0 and that's that's tough and and maybe if that goes a different way the the outcome's different but since then you know uh, taking care of business against uva clemson and duke and knocking off uh, top two pittsburgh team in their own building like there's there's absolutely no qualms. I think you could draw with their performance over the last two. Yeah, weeks. I, I, I don't
0: want to. I don't want to say it's a qualm. I want to say it's a point to consider.
1: That's fair. How about that? That's fair. And uh, tech, uh, we'll, we'll see how this translates in the uh, in the poll and in the, uh, I guess the RPI and stuff the like written. that. I mean, it, it'll be interesting at the very least because, I mean, just playing. Uh, Duke and Clemson adds interesting teams to the RPI pool. I'm not going to get too deep in how that formula works. If you don't already know, it's a combination of your win percentage, uh, your opponent's win percentage, and your opponent's opponent's win percentage. So um, that's uh, a bit of voodoo. um, And uh, it'll be interesting to see how, despite beating Duke and Clemson, that will factor into that ranking. But um, yeah, no, we, we got what we needed to out of this past week. And I guess, onto Q's, that's a top 50 team, uh, and onto BC, uh, who are not, uh, and that's this coming weekend. They'll be back at home, homecoming weekend, so a lot, lot going on on the flats uh, come Halloween time.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, just to uh, round out the schedule description that you gave, that Q's game is on the 22nd, that's at 7 p.m. on ACC Network Extra. Uh, the BC game is on the 24th at 1 p.m. Uh, that's also on ACC Network Extra I think the 22nd is a Friday And uh, the, the 24th is a Sunday So, um, you know, it's the
1: usual Friday-Sunday double header Yeah, So. and it'll be Friday-Sunday if you're in town for homecoming too uh, If you do not have season tickets And you want to see them while you're in town for homecoming Buy them now, because they've sold out their last four games 65 so. dollars dues. $65 for a volleyball ticket? Yeah, we talked about this. You own one. Oh, so that's a season ticket, my guy. It's $6 yeah. for a for a game. Yeah, I was naming the $65 season ticket. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about single games. I was like, no, 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 shoot, no, I did no. not know there was, there was that much <laughs> no, 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 market no, no, for no, volleyball no, no, tickets. No, no, no. Oh, no. man. We're not Nebraska. I don't know if you can even buy, like, volleyball tickets on Ticketmaster, but uh, I'm
0: kind of interested in trying. But. However, I do know something else uh, people will be buying tickets to. What's that? Uh, A certain football game in Charlottesville, Virginia. Georgia Tech will be heading to Charlottesville, a place where they have um, some historic trouble. uh, On next, what is that, next Saturday, the 23rd of October at 7.30 p.m. on ACC Network, to play the Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia is five and two, three and two in the ACC. Georgia Tech coming off of their is three and three and two and two in the ACC. Give me your initial thoughts on this matchup, sir. I like talking this way.
1: Are we really about to you know have have the 1990 charlottesville game on acc network like tomorrow afternoon and still say that like it's a place of voodoo if anything like we tore down their best season ever with the most heartbreaking way for them to have possibly lost like i get that wins have somewhat been hard to come by at charlottesville but i would take that one alone versus really and anything else in any other year like like Thank goodness! Like I, I I'll take it. Um, I know that's not the most elegant way to, to put that, but I, I don't know. Um, Charlottesville does not terrify me that uh, that way that it does for a certain segment of our fans, but I think I realize that they've also uh, never won there since I became a tech fan. So go figure. Um, okay. Well, UVA, I'm pulling up the Wikipedia because I want
0: to I want to call you on your crap here. Or your, uh. I don't know. What. What. Do you, how do you say your, um. Nonsense? Yes. Nonsense about it not being voodoo. Uh. Let's see. When is Tech last won in Charlottesville? In 2000. No, 2013. That's
1: not that long ago. Like, I, I get it. That, but that was the last time we'd won in Durham.
0: Like, they, they got. They lost by 6 and 15. They lost by. Four in seventeen. Yeah, I almost. And they fell out lost
1: by five in nineteen. Let's let's go. I back. almost fell out of the back window of Rockies because I was sitting on the ledge on that last uh, on that last drive in twenty seventeen. Uh, lost by. I think it, it's the voodoo because they keep losing close. So that twenty nineteen game was.
0: Uh, <coughs> is this the first proof of concept of the Jeff Collins era? Lowell. um Yeah, uh, twenty eleven was a three point loss. Twenty. Uh, 20- 2007 was a five-point loss. Uh, 2005, ten point. Uh, 03, 12 point. Okay, now now I think we're getting out of the scope of the conversation. But I think there is some merit to the to the voodoo. Yeah, personally. I mean, and those... the series is almost tied.
1: Here it's twenty-two. It's twenty-two-one and twenty. But which is a lot closer than I would expect. But I guess we've only really been playing them regularly the last, you know. 40 years but um, and there's a lot of orange yeah. since 1985 yeah we I think we spotted ourselves like a 6.6 6 win lead in the series that is what they say Oof, all the at side. home
0: too man yeah they got they the first couple of years I mean this is this is pre-ACC this is 65-66 yeah. and then 74 76 so those are both organized home and home know.
1: those aren't even home and homes those are just two and Visits and visits. I mean, that's that's it It happened in the independence years and it happened in the Heisman years where we were just kind of like All right, you're coming to Atlanta if you want to play us I mean, there's not much to do in Charlottesville
0: Uh, And then in 84 they start I think that's the ACC. Yeah, yeah. they start playing uh,
1: They start with the tie in Charlottesville and then go from there because that late 70s like 79 to 82 83 was when we were clearing the, the old contracts off the schedule so mm-hmm. um, but uh but okay. yeah
0: yeah uh, let's talk about the actual game that's on next Saturday instead of history I don't know why we went on that tangent I do you expect uh, any different from us I don't but, no but we're not talking about uh I guess the history of both programs at this point beyond the results anyway uh UVA FPI ranked 30th uh, SP ranked 31st uh, Tech FPI rank 50 uh, SP rank 51 I don't know why those only have a delta of 1 It's very weird and
1: very coincidental I kind of think I copied them wrong But who knows I don't know, I haven't checked them yet But uh, UVA I feel like they're kind of a deceptive 5-2 and two, But that is just me But they did uh, Shellac Duke Yesterday so uh It's concerning Yeah but then again the UNC UVA score I, I don't know I, I don't think you can transitive football Your way into one thought or another On this
0: So I think we need to expand on that a little bit So with the UNC UVA game That was close at halftime I think UVA was up by six At halftime I don't have the box score pulled up And then UNC boat raced UVA in the second half Yep, uh, and I think the problem there was UVA's defense is not really equipped to do anything in a shootout, um, and UVA just kept throwing the ball, throwing the ball to to try to catch up. And I, I mean, they've done to their credit. I think they've done that pretty effectively in these games. I mean, Brennan Armstrong is, I think, the I think behind Kenny Pickett in terms of passing efficiency. Um, passing efficiency and maybe in passing yardage in the ACC but the the fact remains that if you can put together a cohesive offensive performance I don't think that UVA can defend it
1: yeah well i mean it's going to require us to put up a cohesive offensive performance and i'm not that i'm skeptical but you never you never really know so this is the thing that
0: i'm worried about though because you you have a Georgia Tech team who almost lost to Duke, and I, I, like, sure, things are black and white after you, like, after the result has been decided, right, a win is a win, whatever, whatever, right, but the fact remains that you beat Duke by, what, four? Yep. UVA beat Duke by 48, so... I, again, you can't transit a property your way. But with the
1: UNC way. and then UNC the UVA, it's a circle so. of
0: it's a circle of suck. But the, the, my point is that it, sure you can't transit a property your, property your way into some of these things, and week by week their their roster changes and such. But it it's concerning when you allowed when, when a known porous defense like Uvas doesn't allow points. To Duke, while your your similarly or, or or objectively better defense, ostensibly better defense, gave up twenty four points to Duke, mm-hmm. right? And and we're not talking about a particularly good Duke team, like, no, nope, we're not. Like exactly. David Cutcliffe is, is going to get either fired or forced into retirement at the end of the season. It's all but, it's all but written here. But it it's just it, it's a concern, right? It's a, it's a what what can tech do to put together a cohesive performance on the offensive side of the ball to take advantage of
1: UVA's defensive failings is that that's what
0: we really want to figure
1: out yep and you and me talking about that is just going to lead us in circles but i think um it is worth noting that UVA it's favored uh S&P favors them, FPI favors them, the over under has this at 62 which that i guess or 625 which what does that what does I'm, that I'm doing the math to? hold on uh, <laughs>
0: let's let's find out what is that plus plus 6 it? and a 6.5 six yeah 6.5 I mean 37
1: 31 <laughs> 38 30, 30, 30 I don't 31. think that's how that math works but Oh well. 38-31 um, 30, sounds reasonable. It sounds reasonable. Let's go with that. About Let, me, sub- down, let me subtract. Kind of well. pointsy. Um, All right. Like a 30,
0: like a 30, 32, no 30, 30, 25, 30, 25, that, 31, to, 25 31, 25, 31, Math that's is hard.
1: up to 56. Which leaves us stay short. Anyways, um, uh, mid, I graduated. I promise. Mid mid thirties uh, points. So you know that's that that would mean that we would have to actually score that many points, and that's something that's been inconsistent. A in challenge. Test. But you look at a decidedly less uh, consistent tech defense and tech offense. Really, output a thirty three twenty eight game uh, in twenty nineteen, and that. Uh, added together is uh, sixty-one and a five-point spread. So it, it's it's really using that as as kind of the, I guess the carbon template of the expectation. And and if you think that I guess that, I mean that was a UVA team that. Went to the Orange Bowl. Correct me if I'm wrong. 2019 UVA. Yeah, that um, was that was the Clemson year. Yeah, it was the Clemson UVA ACC championship year. Yeah. Um, so that UVA team went to the Orange Bowl. Won okay. the won the Commonwealth Cup, I think. Yeah, won the Commonwealth Cup. All all that nice stuff. And uh, Tech played them within five. So, um, I, I and that was on the road too. So if if that's your template, like that was, I think a. a a very good UVA team, Brendan Armstrong, maybe uh, a better option at quarterback, but it's not like they lacked for talent there. Um, this offense is talented, so I think they probably would score more than 33, my gut tells me, um, but I don't know, if, if if you put, you know, Jeff Sims or, or Jordan Yates uh, driving down the field with, with Jameer Gibbs, that, you know, and it's a, a one-score game, that, that team makes me feel a lot more confident to pull out a win in the end a la last week um then uh then you know the the 2019 equivalent so maybe maybe this isn't so far off and uh maybe maybe we're talking nice about it next week i don't i don't know a win here um i'm not going to say guarantees us a bowl or anything like that but four and three feels better than three and four and with what we have left on our schedule uh i would very much like to be looking at that so i mean
0: you get getting a fourth win is further than Jeff Collins has come in his
1: other two seasons yes it would so. be the first time we get four wins um, um, and it, we'd have a winning record for the first time since what FSU last year yeah um, um, so yeah lots of things uh, the the point that I want to kind of drive
0: home here is against an EVA, the EVA EVA offense that really likes <laughs> to throw the ball like to a detriment I mean the Armstrong is, Brendan Armstrong's throwing like 50, 60 passes a game, yep. if I remember correctly. Um, Maybe he's tired. <laughs> it, it, but you're looking at, it, you need to have a solid secondary, right? You need to have good, good second, improvement in the secondary coming out of the bye week. And not only that, you need to be able to generate pressure. You know that you are coming up against an offense that is going to have a lot of dropbacks. How do you consistently generate pressure with three or four man fronts? Because you know to defend against those dropbacks, you have to drop seven or eight into coverage. Like th- that, those are the, some of the, some of the tweaks that I think need to be focused on here.
1: I wish I knew more about UVA's offensive line because I think that would give my gut um, a little bit more indication on a la Pitt versus a la UNC. Um, but I mean, I, I think that's kind of like the the high bar and low bar for, for what those could be in terms of having that effectiveness on the rush. But are you are you, are you talking about error bars now? Yes. You, so many analytics, nerds. 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 Why, why, why do we talk so much about numbers? But um, but nerds
0: uh, of number nerds, as we've always said.
1: <laughs> I think the uh, the top that you could you could probably expect is UNC. You know, you force a lot of fumbles, you get a lot of pressure in that in that backfield. But um, again. Shame on me! Like I, I, I wish I knew more about what that specific unit on, on UVA's offensive uh, offense looked like, and and if we can be creating pressure, I think Tech, you know, puts themselves in a in a good place to succeed. But um, yeah, and, and then again, you have it on our on our notes. The secondary is is a part of that as well, and, and making sure that we're not getting gashed. And yeah, that they, they like to throw. Uh, we need to make sure that they are not able to do that.
0: Incredible analysis, repeating stuff straight off the shot sheet. While you try to, you know, while you try to watch the WNBA. There, there are forty-two seconds left, and we're up by
1: three, and okay. we have
0: two more free throws. Okay, this okay, is... okay. Let's let's finish up. Anything else on the UVA game, or anything that we've discussed, or anything that we need to promo?
1: UVA is definitely unique in terms of in terms of a destination of places I've been. Um, take that as you will. I don't mean that in a positive or negative way. It was just a very interesting road trip. Um, probably more exciting than Durham this time of year probably gorgeous i remember the trees were you know changing and the weather was nice and, and and all that delightful stuff are you saying that it was autumn yes it was autumn in charlottesville virginia um delightful uh let's see um i'm saying um too many times i'm, I'm trying to get better at that before we move on, close everything out, it is worth noting that if you like quality shirts, uh, Home Field Apparel is dropping a line of those uh, at 10 a.m. on the 18th. So probably uh, if you're listening to this Monday afternoon, they're, they're already out. So go take a look at that. Um, I mean, this should drop at 7 a.m.? This, this podcast.
0: Usually, Yeah, it usually drops at 7 a.m.
1: At the very least, uh, you'll be, uh, you'll only have two hours to wait.
0: Um, three, three hours, hours to wait. Three hours to Man,
1: Numbers are hard. Um,
0: is the engineering major, at least yeah. have a, I have a plausible dieability. My degree was in computer science.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. There's, uh, I, I'm feeling a, a wardrobe refresh in general, uh, just as I became a working professional independent of tech. And, uh, you know, it's always, always good to buy from, uh, from good places, I don't know, this is really rambly and and weird, but uh, yeah, excited about that. We have volleyball coming up, uh, swimming's at home on the 23rd against FSU. Uh, Great little rivalry that our program has with theirs, so that should be fun, but I'm pretty sure that's the main thing that's actually on the flats before before homecoming, in which case uh, that'll start on Friday night with the uh mini 500 volleyball uh the next day you have cake okay, race. you have the rec parade you have football and then sunday for volleyball apart do um i believe the, the north carolina teams are coming in for that pod play yep pod play give me more pods i mean if we want to do that in
0: football yesterday that'd be delightful um have they considered adding notre dame to the conference now we're just rambling now we're just now we're just going off of this anything else
1: for your off-season content uh if nothing else uh follow us FTRS blog on twitter uh drop the email a little bit earlier that's for the rumble seat uh at gmail.com and uh there's 10 seconds left in the wnba finals so i'm gonna go watch that go yeah we're
0: we're out we'll see you all next week